Bonjour. Yeah, we're French now? Well, the Tour de France is going on, so Fair might enough. as well. Fair enough. Hi, everyone. Welcome to You're Not Wrong, But, your weekly podcast from the road. I'm Emily. I'm Donald. And we're here to bring you a special episode, a little bit different than what we've been doing. So, Don, what are we talking about? Sure. So, we are uh, hanging out here in Bozeman, Montana. We're three days away from my 100K ultramarathon trail race uh, this weekend. And so, I thought we would spend a few minutes here, just kind of a quick preview of the race, how I'm feeling, kind of everything leading up to the race, some fun notes about the race. And then kind of dive into uh, a second half of the episode that talks a little bit more about just training more broadly, as I'm sure some of our listeners know, I've been dipping my toes into the the coaching side a little bit and and just really learning a lot about the sport. And uh, you have, Emily, I'm not going to speak for you, I suppose, but over the last six months or whatnot, have been working with a coach and want to take some of those lessons as well and kind of throw them into a little uh, training scramble, if you will. And uh, I love it. And see if anyone has any good takeaways. Yeah, so this is, this episode will have a little bit of everything, a little bit of hearing about getting inside Don's mind and, you know, as he heads towards the race day, getting inside how he's been feeling, what he's been doing while we're on the road, training on the road. That's a big thing. And, and then as Don was just talking about kind of our general approach over the last six months, one year um, to this sport that we continue to love. In all its shapes and forms. Absolutely. So excited to dive in. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. So tell us a little bit more, Don. What What is this race? Why are you running it? Sure. So the actual race is the Beaverhead Endurance Runs 100K. It is starts uh, just outside of Lador, Idaho and ends in Salmon. Which no one has heard of. Yeah. Did, Lador, at least. Yeah. Salmon uh, is kind of on the map. But the it covers about... I mean, it covers 62 miles in total, 55 of that or so, 50 of that is on the Continental Divide Trail, which is the trail that goes from New Mexico up to the Canadian border and basically determines what uh, water, like what water is a body, which way they flow. So if it's west of the the CDT, it, it flows into the Pacific, and if it's east, it flows into the, the Atlantic. That's a fun fact. It I is. I know that. Yeah. And so about 50 miles of that, 50 miles of the race will be on that trail. We'll be starting around 5,000 feet, spending most of the time up around eight to 10,000 feet, and then dropping down at the end back to 5,000. So race overall will be interesting why I'm doing it. Uh, a little inside baseball, I suppose, but I'll try to keep it brief. Basically, I need a new t- another ticket, lottery ticket to Western States uh, lottery, which happens each year. Uh, Western States is the, the infamous 100-mile race in uh, Auburn, California, and to get into it, it's similar to Boston, except you don't need a time to get into Boston. You, you or excuse me, you don't need a time to get into Western states. You just need to have completed one of a list of about seventy races. Uh, and each year in the lottery, you get each consecutive year that you've completed a race, you get additional tickets in the lottery, and up your chances of getting it until after seven years of not getting it when you get an automatic qualifier. So. I'm only going to be on year two if I finish this week, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Uh, but uh, Western States is kind of a bucket list thing up there next to Boston Marathon. And, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And the. Just got to go for it. Yeah. Might as well, you know, while I've got cut my legs, let's try to knock out this infamous 100 miler. And then UTMB after that. 
There we go. Uh, yeah, I think when I asked you why this race specifically, you said, well, it fit with our travel schedule and we hadn't done much research on it beforehand up until this last week. And boy, is it going to be a day. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there was only a few races that would have worked. And by the time everyone was itching to get back to racing. So by the time I had looked at those, all sold out. So while I'd say 10,000 feet of elevation gain is not my forte, neither will the uh, just the general elevation, general elevation for those who have listened to our previous podcasts. Uh, it'll be, uh, it's not, not in my wheelhouse right now. So, you know, maybe once we've been in Denver for a few years, train at, at altitude, but uh, would, this would not have been the race I picked, but here we are. Even more of a reason to do it though, right? Yeah. Give yourself, you can do hard things. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I was talking to someone this week about the goal, my goals for the race. I'm not sure if we were going to get into that, but uh, it's pretty simple. There's two of them. One is to step across the finish line in one piece. So, uh, and the second one is just to have some fun. Hey, this is a training cycle that has not gone to plan uh, in the sense of needing to be on the road, just not getting as many miles in as I, I thought would be appropriate considering my first 100K. I was coming off a a literal basically sub a three hour marathon three hours and 19 minutes the the month before seconds. yeah 19 seconds excuse me uh short change Nate, but i know and i i remember every one of those 19 seconds too uh well yeah, it was just coming in fit for the, for the last last ultra marathon and uh this will be a little different so not i, I truly have no time in mind i have a, a, an assumption of kind of the pace that makes sense uh the pace I, I've looked at past race times in terms of the top 10. Uh, and I think just my overall fit, my overall fitness generally, I can perhaps compete there, but it's really, those aren't even crossed my mind right now. And, and the goal is to, to get to, to Western States. And I've got, I was talking to another friend a few weeks ago, talking about the race and he had a friend who was on his like fifth year and completely bonked at mile, you know, 80 of a hundred miler. And, literally walked for 20 miles yep. uh, to get that ticket and to get that ticket. And he eventually got in. So uh, I think that's the main goal this year. And I think we'll have some fun along the way. I think so too. And I will say, you know, though we didn't know much about the race beforehand, uh, one, the aerial videos look awesome, but two, we also met a woman in the Missoula running store that we stopped in because there seems to yet be a town that we haven't stopped in a running store and she uh, has done the 55k she's doing the 100k this year and seems to love the race so I think it's going to be a good one yeah no I, I think that's right I'll, I'll read a, a quick uh, a piece from the website of uh, the Beaverhead Endurance Run 100k is not the race for you and then it goes on to list like 15 different things but it's everything from physically able to cover uh, a difficult trail distance etc uh, and my favorite ones are if you can't be patient with the volunteers and medical personnel and if your crew and family can't be patient. So uh, I, I think we're going to have some of that Rocky Mountain West hospitality. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. What are we, what are we talking about next? What a... Well, you kind of touched on this a little bit. You know, train hasn't necessarily gone how you envisioned it to be. The on the road was a little bit harder to get in the miles than we thought it might. Um, so just maybe a little bit more about what's your philosophy going into this? What's your mindset going to be knowing that that is true? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the cliche, put one foot in front of the other, right? Uh, I think that is 
the main thing I'm going to be thinking about. Um, having no time goal, having with it being an ultra, right? You're not really racing the other people as much in a mm-hmm. race like this, and you're kind of just battling the voice inside your head that wants you to quit. And so, you know, I've I've had plenty of experience on that end, and I, I feel pretty confident that uh, the mental fortitude side is going to pay off. So as long as the body doesn't literally quit on me, I think we'll be all right. That sounds like a great attitude to have. You know, you we've spoken a little bit before, I think on this podcast, but kind of on this idea about not feeling sorry for yourself, kind of a general philosophy to how you're going to get your mind right that day. Do you want to speak a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think that's a, a great point. And when I think about not feeling sorry for myself, that's something that's kind of easy to do in a long day, right? You can start fi- finding all the bad things to to get down on and, you know, whether it's it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. It's sunny. It's going to be not going to be very many people around. You know, there's plenty of things that you could find to to start feeling sorry for yourself. And just that reminder that no one else on the course is feeling sorry for you. So, you know, it's not serving you. And if you're thinking about it from a competition side, you're, you're, lo- you're losing an advantage or maybe you're giving your opponents an advantage by, by starting to feel sorry for yourself. So I think that's a big one. And the other one that I forget if we've talked about this one, but I have really come to appreciate is this idea of you don't always have to give a hundred percent of your potential, but you have to give a hundred percent of what you've got on that day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to be the fittest. I'll, I'll be at a, a start line. You are not the fittest you've been in your life. Yeah. And, week. and so I don't expect, I'm not looking for a PR. I'm not expecting a PR and I'm not even expecting myself to be able to, to race to the, the maybe the standard that I would expect myself to typically, but you know, Say I'm getting out there with at 80% of my potential. I got to give 100% of that 80 because when you start giving 50% of that 80, that's when mm-hmm. you really see those. Um, I don't say failure, per, per, perhaps, but you know that's when you really start to get into um, into trouble. And mm-hmm. so you know, just really kind of trying to focus on whatever I've got that day being enough, and just telling myself that's enough, and, and really using that as a positive force instead of thinking about the what's not out the there that day that's missing that yeah. Day. And, yeah and i was re- i've been thinking about this a little bit even with the watch and the technology that we have it's so easy to you know be out there for a run it feels pretty hard and you look down at the watch and you see you're running a minute slower than you typically would be running at that that feel or that effort and you can start running with your past self and that doesn't serve anyone either right mm-hmm. it's the same reason i get hesitant on comparing, you know, Strava splits to previous times I've run that course or or even previous segments of marathon training. Mm -hmm. It's good to have that. um, It's good to have baselines, but the reality is, you know, running, you know, running changes, your body changes, your, the situation, the environment you're on changes. So yeah, I I think run is ever going to be the same. Right. So yeah, I think those are kind of, couple of the big things I'll, I'll try to keep telling myself this weekend and, and hopefully uh hopefully it pays off those are also the big things i will continue to keep reminding you this weekend yeah. so i will be on the crewing side of things that's right and uh for those of you who are less familiar with 100ks or ultra marathons crewing is almost just as much of a sport as running these races uh can be so you know there will be aid stations along the way that the race sets up that don will be able to run through on his own but Every runner pretty much will have a crew, and I am a, a solo crewer this time around, so I'll get to see him at 
three different spots. I'll be providing the extra ice, the, you know, the snacks he likes that they might not be providing, the water, the noon, replenishing, maybe changing shoes, changing socks, uh, kind of all those different things that go into a uh, well-executed ultramarathon. And so this is my first time crewing a, a real ultramarathon, I believe. I crewed a, a 50K training run. Uh, which went pretty well, I thought, yeah. from a from a crew side of things. Yeah, this, and you're, you're getting uh, put up to the big time now. Yeah, now that now is the real test. So uh, not only a little bit crewing off to find these, you know, mountaintop continental divide trail stops along the way, um, kind of loading everything up and and taking everything out along as we go. But I'm excited to kind of dip my toes into this aspect of it and excited to hang out with others who are doing the same. So. Uh, you'll hear on the race report how I did as well. I'm sure I'll get a letter grade from Don himself uh, and find things to improve on for the next time. Totally. But I'm I'm really looking forward to it from that side. I think it's going to be an exhausting but absolutely blast of a day for me. Yeah. No, I, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I, I think we'll we'll kind of wrap the this section of it here just because we'll, we'll do a post-race as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll go back to the, the two things, two goals for the day get across that finish line and have some fun. And if I can check both those boxes, it'll be a good day. If I only check the second one, it'll still be a pretty darn good day because it's a day out in nature. It's a day out in running or out running and, and all those things. So long day of sport with snacks. Can't get much better than that. Exactly. I love it. Uh, (laughs) Kind of switching gears as you alluded to, you know, kind of speaking more to the training part, we talked beginning about how we'll talk a little bit more about the philosophies we've developed over training the last little bit. I actually think let's skip this for another episode. We're, episode we're, right. we're running a little longer than I wanted to for, for the short one. So let's skip the training philosophies. We'll get to that at some point down the road. I'm sh- or anyone can call us up and we are happy to chat yeah. either way. So exactly. Right, let's do that. So is now my time to shine? I think so. All right. So I uh, wrestled Don into letting me interview him a little bit, a little pre-race, you know, kind of like they do in the big leagues. Um, and so I'm just going to start off with the easy question. Where did you get an idea to first run an ultra marathon? Mm, that's a good one. I, it doesn't, everyone responds to that. Whenever you, whenever someone gets a question asked, this is not part of the interview at this <laughs> point, we are, we're riffing, but whenever you get a question asked, whether it's in like a job interview or a interview like this, you always want to go, Oh, that's a, that's good, a good question. question. And it, is it usually not a good question? Yeah, it's usually well, pretty generic. Well, you think of that, I'm going to open my beverage. Ooh, that was loud for the evening. For everyone keeping track of home, we're sponsored by different beverages and by sponsored asterisks, not actually sponsored uh, by different beverages each episode. And today is bubbly sparkling water. Great there, fruit edition. There you go. Pretty good. All right. I like it. On the, the little bottle tap, it says, hey, you on mine. And mine says, hey, you also with a U. With a U. All right. Uh, Anyways. Sweet. So. First ultramarathon. First ultramarathon. How to get in your head. Because I think that's what most people at home are wondering. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this is an easy one. My my mom uh, picked up running in her mid-30s. And I'm sure I'll get fact-checked on this afterwards. But uh, she picked up running in her mid-30s, ran the Boston Marathon a few times, and then got into the 50-miler. So, her, I believe her first 50-miler was the JFK 50-miler in, uh, in Maryland, and I'm forgetting the town, but it runs along the Chesapeake and um, Canal Path. That's not what it's called. CNO Towpath. CNO Towpath. Thank you. Uh, and that ended up being my first ultramarathon as well about 16 years later, 15 years later. Uh, so I mean, my mom kind of brought us up, didn't really like have, like we were, she would be running, we'd go to races. And that's kind of how I 
got into running, left it for, you know, the multi-sport in high school and in college kind of got back to it as I was looking for a way to stay in shape. And yeah, not that the marathon wasn't enough because I certainly, by the time I had run my first ultra marathon, I had not conquered the marathon in a way that I thought uh, I could. And then I've proven, still I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I've proven that to an extent since, but just uh, there's probably a little piece of me that uh, what's the next challenge. It's not what more can I do? Cause obviously like, an ultra is a lot longer than a marathon, but it's keeping myself excited. So uh, with a lot of the, the activities and the, the races that I've been thinking about for the next few years, it's not necessarily a normal trajectory in terms of, Oh, I, you know, run a marathon at two fifty, and then I'm going to run one at two forty, and then, you know, get to my, get to my PR. Uh, I've really been jumping around between marathon, ultra marathon, five Ks, five, some five Ks toying with the, the triathlon mm-hmm. as well. And, or, and even these races that are, you know, timed where you run four miles an hour, et cetera, and kind of repeat that. Uh, I've just been really interested in trying new things and, and getting kind of expressing my creativity a little bit through that. I'm not a generally a creative person. Uh, when it comes to the typical things that you'd think of in terms of uh, I, poetry is coming to mind, poetry and songwriting and, and, and those like those type of things that I consider creative, uh, the marketing types, if you will. But I've really liked to have really enjoyed expressing myself creatively through through running and, and athletics. So, you know, my mom was the, the, the initial one in and then mm-hmm. I've kind of taken it from there. I totally get you on the creativity thing. I think, first of all, every ultra marathon is so different, right? The the one, the 600K you did in Zion is going to just, you're going to express yourself completely different on this mountain race than you did in Southern Utah. I think, you know, the mini, not mini ultra, it was an ultra marathon that I put together on the Skyline Trail for myself is going to be completely different than any other ultra I do. And you get to express yourself through your training through your mindset, through how you approach the day. And yeah, I totally get you on that piece. Yeah. And, you know, we talked to the crew a little bit. It's also just great bringing mm-hmm. uh, a community aspect. All, all these races have the community aspect, but uh, it allows others. And it's definitely a different crew that's mm-hmm. going to come out for the ultra marathon than the marathon <laughs> mostly. But uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm excited for you to experience the crew, crewing side because there are so many great people and just mm-hmm. – uh, Ours won't be that intense, but when you get into these 24 and 36 hour races, the the goofier the crews get. I'm looking forward to it. That's a little what we have on the horizon, apparently. Yeah. So what are you most excited for on Saturday? And on the flip side, what are you least excited for? Mm. Uh, I am most excited for the the views. So like we mentioned, mm-hmm. basically be on the Continental Divide Trail for a good 50 miles at somewhere between eight and 10,000 feet and literally the divide trail, we're going to be on the divide. And so from each side, you basically just go straight down on a mountain. Uh, so the views, I've seen some videos that they've been putting up on the Facebook page to, to prep everything. And uh, it's going to be hard to beat those views. Even mm-hmm. if I am kind of staring at the ground, making sure I don't, I don't trip. Uh, and my, my least favorite part's probably going to be, I mean, the, the wake up's going to be, Pretty bad. So race starts at 4 a.m. local time. We have to be there by 3.15. That means like a 2.15, 2.30 wake-up call. And I like getting up early, but that's even pushing it for me. So I'm going to go with... That's almost going... That's almost late in the evening, more so than early in the morning. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, that's a, a really good point. So I'm going to go with that. It's probably the thing I'm looking forward to least. 
really, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm totally looking forward to driving you there at 2.45 in the morning. Yeah, but you get, you get to go back to bed, so. That is true, while you climb up, climb up a mountain. Those are two very different activities. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I have a few rapid fire questions. So I don't know how good we will be at rapid fire, but we will try it. We are not typically rapid fire people. No. All right. What is on your pre-run playlist? What stands out? Oh, well, well Lizzo, good as hell. Uh, most recently, Taylor Swift Willow has been a, a yam. And um, oh, I there's a couple just... Gotta have some 21 Pilots on there. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, some 21 Pilots. I haven't listened to as much to the new album, but definitely some older 21 mm-hmm. Pilots. And I'd close it out with uh, some like... Alesso or uh, Dead Mouse type type True thing. Height music. Yeah, something that was popular in uh, in the college days. That was in that kind of uh, BPM. I think so. EDM. EDM. BPM is beats per minute, so we're gonna go with EDM. I, I think it might. I think I might. I'm. I might have a leg to stand on there, but I'll. Uh, Listeners I'll, can fact check us. Yeah, I'll, I'll let it go. <laughs> so yeah, I think those those would be high up there. Oh, and and. I said good as hell, but tempo is a, a very mm. close second. More of like a yeah. workout. Like if you're getting ready for a track workout, you put tempo on. But I, either way, you can't really go wrong. Can't go wrong there. All right. What is your go-to snack on the run? And this is ultra edition, different than marathon edition. So I'm going to go with one. And this is not tried and true yet, but Spring Energy has a new gel slash it's all whole foods. I don't know if it's really called a gel. Awesome sauce. But awesome sauce, which is basically flavored as apple pie. Uh, and I've had that on a few runs. And I like it better on the bike ride, but I think I'm going to be using it a little bit tomorrow just to, to get some whole food calorie in. Well, an applesauce is generally a good one as well. So it's yeah. similar consistency. Yeah. And so all the spring gels are based on basmati rice and uh, I think usually banana is like mm-hmm. the second one. But so, yeah, I think that's going to be my, my go-to this weekend. Awesome. Sauce. Awesome. Awesome (laughs) sauce. There we go. Oh boy. I feel like this is going to, I should just record you at my, or hour 10 of the race and get even the loonier comments in. All right. Uphill or downhill? Oh, downhill. Interesting. Yeah. I'd rather rip it downhill than climb. Because I've kind of subscribed myself to the theory of you just walk the uphills. I'm not a, at this point in my strength training and all that i'm not a great climber i think i find endurance but being able to just rip it downhill i've i have very little fear in that regard that i can attest to so although i'll talk to you after this epic downhill yeah f- losing five thousand feet losing five thousand feet in five miles is going to be less than that i don't know i think it's about that all right yeah but uh so yeah, that'll be a challenge all right what is your mantra when it is our 10 you still got a couple hours to go and you haven't even reached that downhill yet that you can rip what is going through your mind oh uh well nothing original i'm gonna i'm gonna totally steal other ones so there's does does anyone come up with anything original these days that's fair uh the the two that come to mind uh one is keep the ball rolling Mm -hmm. just this idea of uh something in motion stays in motion a little newton's law there uh so that's one and the other one would be scared money don't make money, which uh, is a, right. a Scott Fobble favorite. Uh, Scott, on uh, the second or third shout out of the show. So probably too many at this yeah, point for someone we've met but don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, and just that idea that 
I actually don't really have like a, a good concise answer on this, but the idea that if you're like scared money won't make money. So if you're scared going into something, you're not going to get the most out of it that you know you can. Yeah. So I got to be a little fearless in these, these endeavors. All right. And what is the post race meal going to be? Probably like nothing. I, I <laughs> that's such an not satisfactory, satisfactory. Uh, I'm just never hungry afterwards. That's so I'll probably have to hang out for a little bit. The last time in Zion, it was Wendy's chicken nuggets, Oof. which was a prime at the time. Shout out to Vicky for driving to get those while I laid in the, the motel room. Uh, All right. So what is the post-race meal 24 hours after you finish? When you uh, can stomach something. I mean, buff collie, I suppose. Buffalo cauliflower. Buffalo cauliflower. But if you can find any in salmon, Idaho, I will yeah. uh, be impressed. And we will definitely shout that out the next time around. Yeah. And if not, it'll probably be... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do I... A burrito. I guess I always eat burritos. So it's probably going to be a burrito. We'll make you a burrito. All right. Well, those are the end of my rapid fire questions. That was good. up with me. Of course. That was good. Awesome. Do you have any other parting thoughts before well, race yeah. day? I've got a fa- well, uh, I got a fact check first. Uh, so we had a listener write in uh, and you'll be able to probably tell us pretty quickly who this listener was. But for if you've been listening to the last few episodes, I got a few updates. Uh, I have indeed taken a ferry earlier in my life when I was one. Um, I had my first ferry ride to Martha's Vineyard where we... Uh, biked around the island and I walked for the first time. Big so day. that was a big Walking one. leads to running. Yeah. And also I was right. I had taken the, the Cape May ferry at night. Uh, we were talking rainforest on the last episode, I believe, or two episodes ago. And apparently part of Klingman's Dome, which is on the Appalachian Trail, one of the other three uh, contiguous trails in the U.S. Um, continuous, contiguous. I don't through know. Hikes. Through hikes. That's probably the, the better term there. Uh, Clayman's Dome is hemenorial and the, and the area qualifies as part of the Appalachian rainforest. So fun fact, and Clayman, Clayman's Dome is the highest point on the Appalachian trail. Did not know that. Yep. And I think I mentioned this, but apparently I didn't, that I ran track in seventh grade when I got cut from baseball. And so whatever we were talking about must've been Eugene. I might've mentioned that I hadn't run track previously, but you did. I, I, I do remember that. And I, that might have been just a... So then you blocked out on purpose. Yeah. So those are the updates. Thanks. Uh, if you couldn't guess it, Vicky, my mother, for for those updates. And I'm sure we'll get more of this one because she's going to be concerned about my training and pre-race. <laughs> so, all right. Awesome. Uh, well, race is, as we said, three days from now, Saturday, so yeah. July 10th. Uh, for anyone who would like any updates... I will try to provide some, but service will be lacking, and I imagine we'll get all the updates at once after you're done. Yeah, and I think that I'll try to I'll drop a few links. Uh, I think there might be some tracking, but I, based on what we've read, it sounds like they just kind of call ahead the numbers to the finish line and yep. they print out a an Old updated sheet. Granted, I think that was five years ago. So as we know, technology has improved. It has. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Thanks, we'll Emily. There. All right. Well, excited to see what you do on Saturday. Happy running. Happy running. 